your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Thursday of Lacrosse Talk PM. Snowy, little, well, kind of done with the snow, I think. As, as far as I, last time I looked. I didn't look at the weather, though, because I just, I just, uh, look at the weather outside. That's the weather. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. Got the driveway all shoveled. Mom came and took my 70, 1975 garden tractor away yesterday <laughs> and delivered a uh, push snowblower. So it was a little bit different experience today. The hardships of pushing a snowblower down a 100-yard driveway. But can't complain. Now I got to go home and help dad fix my snowblower. Otherwise, I'm not going to learn anything, right? This should be a class, I think. It should be a class in high school. And I understand it's probably some kind of, um, what do we call them, tech class. But just snowblower repair, lawnmower repair, and everybody should have to take it. It should just be required like math. I feel like we're going to do more with uh, lawnmower, maybe small engine repair than, than we ha- or or just in general. Like it won't even have to be small engines. It's just everything that goes wrong with a tractor. In a in a push more, we should that should be a class, right? Instead of uh, algebra. When's the last time you used algebra? I guess I do every day a little bit. Not algebra though. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talking text line. Um, man, right away, Joe, right away off the bat. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Hey, you know, we do. We used to have. Uh... A class like that that you had to take small engine repair? Yeah, I remember taking it in high school. I just don't, A, I don't remember learning anything, and B, I don't, you know, it definitely was just guys in the class, maybe a couple of girls, yeah. but it wasn't required by everybody. No, but what I remember, it was the biggest donuts and soda class that you could ever go to because every time we went there, we are trying to figure out what we are going to do for class, and it always devolved into three or four people going to get donuts and soda for the rest of the class while we all sat around and talked about other things. So <laughs> and does, and, I still and, have to take my snowblower to Ace to get it worked out. Right, and now and you don't know anything about it. Right, I, I no, had... No, I, I know all about what donuts taste good with soda and everything, but I couldn't tell you how to adjust the carburetor on my snowblower. And you so. have no experience on what donuts would taste like with a little grease on your hands because it's awful. It's awful. Dude, let's finish the donuts and soda first, then we'll go to class. But by that time, we had like ten minutes left. So. The don't you need the donuts and soda to really get you the energy to, to get, decide to, that we're not going to work on anything today. We're just gonna we're gonna take these snowblowers elsewhere to get worked on. Now, now it's all coming back to me. My what do we call it? A tech class? I don't know, small engine class. What was it called? Like a like home economics was, was home like, economics. To be like, small engine repair and then we were supposed to do brakes on vehicles too but yeah but just those classes if i didn't learn you know more about donuts and soda than anything else just those classes in general i just remember uh now that it's all coming back to me i remember my partner in that tech class that small engine repair class was andrew lauer and he, he lived on a farm and he knew how to do everything and he did all my <laughs> we worked in pairs and he did all the work no wonder i didn't learn anything no, yeah, you just, you know, you partner up with somebody who's smart with stuff like that and you eat your donuts and soda slowly, and by the time the class is over, so. 
Yeah. All right, Joe. Thanks for the call. We all, we all survived. Yeah, right. We all survived, but we're all a little, well, some of, half of the class is a little dumber because we don't know how to fix some bearings that went out in our 1975 garden lawnmower, whatever you want to call it, snowblower tractor, garden tractor snowblower. It's, you can't just say snowblower because everyone thinks right away the push thing, but that's not, I have one it's, it's on a track in the front of a tractor. Uh, Zebulon Kemp's going to come on the show in five minutes. He's one of the 10 mayoral candidates running for mayor. Mayoral, if you didn't figure that out. He's one of the 10 candidates running for lacrosse's mayor. That seat is going to be left open by Tim Cabot, who should be on the show Monday. And I think with Tregoski tomorrow, I think Mitch Reynolds is going to come um, um, shoot the breeze with us. I was going to say the other shoot the shoot the bleep with us, but uh, we'll see. Um, and, and I did, I did reach out to, to, uh, a couple of assembly reps to see if they wanted to come on at, at the bottom half of the hour and talk about the whirlwind that is our Wisconsin government again. Um, if you, if you haven't heard, Brad probably will tell you in a couple of minutes here. Um, but we repealed the mask mandate and then we turned around and, and, and the governor put in a mask mandate. So that's all our government's doing. Hey, how are you working for us? Well, we're really working hard to repeal this mask mandate. We've been pounding pounding the table on on it for a week now, and we finally got it done. The Senate did it last week, and the Assembly's been work, 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 working at this all week. And finally, on Thursday, the State Assembly has passed the mask mandate. No more masks in Wisconsin. And an hour later, Governor Tony Evers uh, enforces a mask mandate. So good job, Assembly. You know, if you, if you do or you don't agree with having a mask mandate, like, okay, but... This is what our government's working on. <laughs> it's just wasting our time. I will say again, April 16th is the last time that the Wisconsin state government passed a bill. And in the past, uh, since I believe November, we've gaveled in and gaveled out of three sessions, three special sessions that were called by Governor Evers in under a minute. So we've ignored three special sessions. One, one, like I think we can all agree on, updating the unemployment data, or da- not data, system, un- updating that system, which is obviously if it needs updating, it's outdated, right? Uh, we, we, we could probably all agree on that. But the other ones was gun le- legislation and another one was policing legislation. I'll just say, you know, and stuff like banning chokeholds or uh, background checks for guns, like and whether you like those or not. The, the our government could if they're in if they're called in, in the session to take up these bills hey do you agree or disagree with them you could debate it re- whether or not I agree with this or you agree or disagree with whatever the bills are they could be debated and then voted thumbs up thumbs down yay or nay however they're voting for stuff um, and then we would know where everyone stands oh look at that they're against background checks these legis- these uh, representatives are for it. These are against it. Oh, these representatives are for chokeholds. These representatives are against it. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. If you want to shoot me a text, because I have mayoral candidate Zebulon Kemp on with me now. So if you got just, you know, if I can, if I can read and talk at the same time, I'll be able to read the text and, and ask Zeb. Uh, what he thinks, uh, whatever it is you want to send, your questions for him. But you're one of 10 candidates running for, for mayor, Zeb. Uh, how, 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 do you, how do you 
and it's we're going to cut it down to two in less than two weeks. So what do you need to do to make yourself stick out, I guess? You know, you can you just keep pushing with everything, whether it's phone calls and talking to people or whether you're going out door to door, you know, um, shaking hands and talking to people that way you just, you got to keep doing it. You know, there's a lot of people in the city, so cover as much ground as you can regardless of whether it's snowing outside or how cold it is, just get out there by any means and talk to as many as you can and address as many issues with them as you can. If I was, if I was running for mayor right now, what I would do is I would have a, some kind of snowblower and I would just be going up and down sidewalks and then I'd stop the thing at the, at the walkway and then knock on the door and then say, Hey, I'm Zebulon Kemp running for mayor uh, just out here snow blowing everybody's sidewalk. But also, do you want to talk about your issues? <laughs> it's a good idea. Have you have you thought about that one, Zep? <laughs> Actually, for, uh, yeah, since I came back around my parents' neighborhood, whenever it snows, we go and hit a lot of the neighbors' sidewalks anyways. But, uh, no, I've done that before, seen people out there stopping. Hey, can I give you a hand? Oh, by the way, uh, my name is Zebulon Kemp. You know, I live over here. I've been here for how many years? running for mayor and just yeah so it's a good icebreaker yeah right and he, don't leave it running in the background because it'd be hard to talk that way too but you'd already have a face mask on you know if, if you're snow blowing so there wouldn't be this issue of wearing masks or not um you you've been gone you were gone for about 11 years i think uh you were in the navy and you came back i, I believe in sometime in 2019 so you've been around the town for two years is that right Yes, sir. Okay, so you, you've experienced lacrosse for two years, and and this is kind of uh, this has kind of propelled you into wanting to run for mayor. Is that is that how is yes, that kind sir. of how, why and why is that? Like, what what about lacrosse have you seen in the last two years where you're like, man, I really need to change. I need to change things. And what do you need to change? Uh, I think one of the biggest issues I've talked to residents about uh, is property taxes. And I, I probably hit on it a lot during debates and questionnaires and stuff, but that's one thing I feel is an issue in our city. You know, you, the city needs things. I understand that completely, and I'm all about making lacrosse uh, better every day. But if we have money budgeted for this, do we really need to spend it? You know, if we don't spend that money on, whether it's roundabouts um, or lighting or anything like that, do we need it? Like, is it an absolute necessity? Or can we save that money? You know, let's say we save a couple million dollars this year. What do you do with that? Just keep it there for an emergency. But whatever income you get from property taxes, give everybody a little bit of a break. It just it makes it easy. You don't put such a financial strain on them. It makes people living outside of lacrosse want to move in because, hey, look at this. I can have this house in this neighborhood and not have to spend so much in property taxes. And then businesses, I think a lot of these vacant buildings and such would have more competitors trying to get in. And I think, you know, a lot of them look at property taxes. Um, geez, you know, we can have this much building for that price, but uh, those property taxes come back and get you. So do that. I think that's a, that's a pretty big issue 
I think that needs to be addressed. Um, the last couple of days walking around and talking to people, whether it was on the south side of lacrosse or the north side, uh, yeah, we, we'd like our streets plowed. I completely understand that as a taxpayer, yes, your money goes for so many things, but your street, which is, I think, something small the city should be doing, is you should have that whenever it snows. So just give, you want to charge them this amount of money, but you're not giving them all the bang for their buck, and I they need that. All right, so uh, more, more emphasis on... Uh you know, uh, plowing the roads, which would probably, you know, if you, you you might need more trucks, more people, that would increase taxes. And then you're saying uh, you, you'd have to just, you'd have to cut somewhere else. Is that kind of, it seems, it seems easy to say, but how complicated do you think that is? Because everybody wants to say, lower your property taxes. The prop, I think the property taxes are tiered into different, uh, you know, there's different tiers. There's the city's, the city's account of it is, uh, has been pretty stagnant. The last couple of years, it went up a little bit this year, but it's been pretty, pretty level the last few years. It hasn't gone up. Well, I've only been back for two years. I'm just going by all the feedback I get from my residents all over the city. So if they, if, you know, that's the general consensus out of talking to hundreds of people and um, whether it be face to face or on the phone, it's a big concern. So it should be looked into, and if there's any way possible to do something about it, it will be done. There's you can you can cut costs everywhere. Just because we have the money sitting there doesn't mean we need to spend it. All right, That's we're all. we're speaking with Zebulon Kemp. He's running for mayor. He's one of ten candidates doing so, um, and you can read about him at wisdomnews.com. Just hit the mayoral, mayoral tab, and uh, you know every candidate's on there. So then click Zeb's name and. And uh, let's see, you got a Facebook page uh, too. If you want, to, anyone wants to go to you, to his Facebook page. Um, aside from property taxes, you, you know, we we were talking right before the show. The idea of our state government, kind of this infighting between the governor, governor, and and the Republicans. It seems like the only thing we're fighting about is is masks and and the mask mandate. Um, but as mayor, you might have to work with uh, you might have to work with the state government at one point. Um, just what do you think of the the whole situation with the state government? The, they haven't passed the bill since uh, middle the middle of April, and and now they're only you know not really worrying about. It doesn't seem like they're worrying about any other issue than repealing a mask mandate or undoing that. I think there are plenty of other issues that they could be focusing all their time and energy on. I mean. We all know that there's always something to do. Uh, but if they thought there was a simple solution and that it was safe for them to do this, well, they got voted in there, so a lot of people must trust them. So yep. I guess you just got to, what facts do you have? Say, we can do this already without, you know, waiting longer and stuff like that. And if they present a good case, it's worth a listen. But if Evers, I'm sorry, uh, Governor Evers' argument, you know, keeps up with theirs, then you got to consider that too. Yeah, I mean, we, I just, we, we have we have this fight going on in, in, in the Assembly. It's just straight party lines. So uh, Democrats are voting one way, Republicans are voting the other. So nothing's getting done. I mean, no, and that's big government, and they will never work together. They just 
they won't because there's always, oh, well, you're on that side and, oh, well, you're over there. And I don't know why, if, if you really cared about what was good for every single person you're representing, you would, I don't know, just find better ways of going about it, not wasting all the time and effort in arguing and getting absolutely nowhere, but actually accomplishing something. Get together. I'm sure they both have great ideas. You just got to be willing to sit down and hear each other out without being hot-headed about things. And, you know, you as mayor, I would absolutely love to do that. You know, running a work center on the flight deck of an aircraft carrier, which is considered to be one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. You have all these work centers, and it's, I can't even tell you how many there are because aircraft carriers have 5,000 people on them. But on the flight deck during flight operations, it's a couple hundred. But you couldn't launch and recover aircraft as safely as you did, as we did, on a daily basis without working together. Uh, Not everybody gets along. Trust me, not everybody gets along. But just let's get everybody together and let's get stuff done. On a a side note, Zebulon, uh, Zebulon Kemp, he's one of ten candidates running for mayor. On a side note, Top Gun, Navy guys hate that movie, right? I don't know how many say this, but I actually, I do like that movie. That's not the reason I joined the Navy, <laughs> but it wasn't bad. I thought it was pretty cool. Okay. I I guess it might be an Air Force question. It might be, I have Air Force friends that hate that movie. So maybe Navy guys, but he lands on a carrier. So I just thought I'd bring it up. Um, In your in your questionnaire, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, transportation parking was one of the questions I sent you. And, and you said parking downtown is a problem. Uh, parking ramps are a problem. What What is the, what, what do you think is the best uh, system there to, to, I guess, maybe just parking in the city in general or just downtown parking? We can go there. Well, a lot of people were complaining about alternate side parking, but I do believe we have a pretty good resolution going on at the moment. Uh, but a lot of people say that they don't want to go and shop downtown if they're going to be in there for, you know, going around for a handful of hours and they have to go to the pay station and all that other stuff. Well, I read that, you know, they're trying to get this technology in there and that's good if it's more convenient, more efficient, but how much is that going to cost? So are we going to have to bump the cost of parking up to cover that? Are we budgeted for that? Um, but the system at the airport, I feel like that's pretty easy. You know, you take a ticket, when you come in and when you leave, you put it in there, pay it, boom, go. I feel like that's a pretty simple system that might be more cost-effective than you know, all these cameras all over so they can see license plates and stuff. Oh, oh, Kemp, you were gone. You were in the Navy, man. We had a, we had a gate system in the parking ramps and people just, people would fight them at night at two in the morning, literally just people, not even cars. People would like put the (laughs) gates in chokeholds and break them. I'll send you the video. I shouldn't be laughing, but I just picture somebody going over there and like, Trying to drop kick it or something. No, I'll send you the the Lacrosse Police Department sent a montage out one year, uh, and I'll I'll go find it and send it to you. It's pretty. It's funny, but also like we just kept replacing gates. And when we had a parking czar, 
uh, at the in the in City Hall. We still do. We just the, when Flotmeyer was doing that job, I call him the Czar. He's not exa- actually the Czar, but uh, he changed the gates from something like aluminum to wood because hey, it's cheaper to replace wood gates. It was a, kind of a simple solution, but then we changed over to the to the new system. So yeah, we just and now we're talking about changing over a little bit more. So. Yeah, I mean, you you talk about you know cutting costs. That might be one of them. Just get rid of my idea is just to get rid of all parking. Just let let it be a free for all. Hmm. Well, it kind of was a free for all for a little bit. You know, when Hooters first came to lacrosse, there's that parking lot across the street that didn't charge and stuff like that. I don't think you could leave your vehicle overnight, but they didn't charge and people utilized that. And I don't think there was as many complaints about it so maybe yeah here set them up to park wherever but let's just see how it goes i feel like that went pretty well yeah um all right i'm running out of time do you how many more doors do you have to knock on yet you got you got about uh, probably 10 days before the uh the primary (sighs) there's always more ground to cover always Got to be out there every day, you know, talk to as many as you can. Phone calls are good, but sometimes it's just nice to get out there and talk to as many as you can. And if property taxes is the, the, when you talk to these people, property taxes, maybe the number one, what, what would you say is the number two or three issues uh, when, when people are actually, when you approach them and say, Hey, I want to run for mayor. They're like, you need to change this or you, you you know, I'd like to see this. uh, I think another pretty popular topic was the substance abuse problem in the city Mm -hmm. and uh let's see what was the other one geez i can't remember now are you talking like the drug oh yeah guys getting thrown in jail but be being let out you know so many days later on such a low cash bond like some of these guys are locked away for some pretty pretty good reasons and yet they're out you know and they're like why do they get out so soon and so i think that should be talked about. Now, I know it's a county thing versus the city of lacrosse, but I think if we get enough support and talk to enough people and get enough people behind us, we should, to some extent, yeah, you know, they've been a nuisance in the city for how long? Can we just keep them in there, you know, for a little bit longer? Yeah. Like, let us do our thing. Or a higher bond. Yeah, it gets into that, the whole yeah. situation of innocent till proven guilty and a higher bond. And uh, Tim Grinke, the, the district attorney in the county, is, is uh, always interesting to talk to about those issues. He, he, uh, he's a lot of experience there, obviously. But, Zeb, I'm running out of time, man. Thanks a lot for, for joining me, and good luck here uh, down the stretch. Thank you very much, Rick. You guys have a wonderful night. All right, thanks. Zebulon Kemp, he's one of 10 candidates running for mayor. Um, I'm kind of over time, so let's get the Scott's comment in the news coming up. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Just had Zebulon Kemp on. He's running for mayor, one of 10 candidates. The primary is 10 days away. 10 days away? 12 days away. Uh, it's April 16th. I guess that's... However many days that is, 12 days. <laughs> um, did I talk about math, not needing math earlier? Simplest math right here. And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't ask him about whether or not he was going to take a $30,000 pay cut. Seems like a drastic oversight on my part. My bad. Should have asked him if he was just going to give $30,000 of his salary, which the city would still pay. Um, 
to the mayor, but just give it to uh, an unnamed charity. If you know what I'm talking about, you know. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. Uh, Yeah, I I don't... uh, the idea of of cutting costs, roundabouts is an easy way to get. Yeah, we don't we don't want any roundabouts. And also, I think the state has. I guess the city did pay for a couple of those. Uh, I don't think they're roundabouts, but Zebulon brought this up in in terms of, um, you know, a way to cut costs. I'm trying to think. Is it King Street? The city put those traffic circles, not roundabouts, but traffic circles. Just kind of, uh, what is it? Main Street, and then a block to the right, State uh, King Street, I think. The other side, the back side of the Y, whatever street that is. Because I used to go down that street to get to the Y, because I could backdoor it from Minnesota. And um, I had Cabot on and talked to him. I'm like, what are we doing? Why are we putting these stupid traffic circles on this street? They're really annoying. And I got to slow way down. And and just for no reason, like just let just let that road be a through street. And, and Cabot said... <laughs> He's like, we're, we're trying to keep you from driving down that road because it's, you know, we we want you to drive down Main Street. We want you to drive down Cass Street or State Street, I guess. It was just one of the one of the main through streets as opposed to driving down the, the King Street area because that's going to be more biker friendly that way and pedestrian friendly. And adding these traffic circles makes it a nuisance for me. So therefore, I'll I'll drive down another street. And I did because I actually like driving down Cass Street now because there is a roundabout there instead of that traffic light. So where you add roundabouts, I, I like those. But where you add traffic circles, I'm not a big fan because and that road is just I don't understand. But Cabot kind of that's how Cabot explained it to me. He's just trying to get you off that road and going down a different street, which I do now because I go down Cass. But there's a roundabout there. Instead of stoplights. I'm all for roundabouts. You can put those up at all the stupid stoplights. I'm not for what we did on the north side when you get off the highway to get to to get to lacrosse, where we instead of all the all the ways to get on and off the highway or merge, now we've made them all stoplights. So everyone has to stop or hope for hope they're gonna hit the light. So we took uh we took something that was totally flowing and turned it into uh multiple sets of stoplights there on Whatever exit is, I don't know what exit it is. The exit to get down to if you were going to come down to downtown lacrosse from the highway. 608-785-7914. Eric from Sparta's calling. Eric, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, I was wondering about this. Uh, I read the lacrosse paper on Tuesday about this writing candidate for the city council. Somebody or something or some entity named. Okay. Yeah, I know where that's going, so I'm not going not gonna to address that with you. Uh, number three is calling in. Just wait. Let me turn the phone on. Number three, go ahead. You're on the air. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, we're going back to the the polite guy again. <laughs> I heard them Hannity talk in the day. And oh. That's what people do to him and rush. Oh, good. Okay. It should make you feel happy when I say that to you. Yeah, I don't. Thing, you're <laughs> yeah. talking about the traffic circles. Bump outs are nice too. Yeah, the, that's where they extend the walkout. Yeah, the you know in some areas those are fine. I guess I uh, putting a. Uh, orange cone in the middle of the road works too. I mean, those those lights where pedestrians hit the lights and they blink. You know, by by Gunderson there, um, yeah. and by um, on West Avenue by UW Lacrosse, there's a set. Those are I like those. Those I have no problem with those. those. Big 
when they extend the curb is what I'm talking about. Yeah, the Cass Street one's a disaster, and I think we all know that it's a disaster and it'll never happen again. But in other, I mean, they did it by the library too because I think there was some some issue with the. They're needing to be more less space between uh, the sidewalks to cross the road. There a safety yeah. issue. So anyway, um, I want to compliment you. I was watching your debates the other night on on television, and uh, you scrubbed up pretty good there. I mean, do you watch do you watch uh, the 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 Facebook live feed of the show every day? No. So you can't draw a comparison because maybe I scrub up good every day. Oh, I don't know. The last time, I mean, you you look pretty decent. Your mother would be proud of you. Okay, that's good. I'll have to ask her if she is. I, uh, I'm i kidding, too. I don't scrub up very... And my mom has yelled at me when she sees a Facebook Live video every once in a while to comb my hair. Oh, so. okay. But, well, yeah, right, I appreciate okay, it. Uh, one other question. Yeah. You should have Mitch Reynolds on some night so we could drill him. Yeah, I asked him if he wants to come on because the first time I've had every candidate on now, except Martin Gall's coming on Wednesday, and Jessica okay. Olson is going to come back on Monday because I haven't had her on since way back when, when even before Cabot said he wasn't going to come on. I asked Mitch if he wanted to come on tomorrow. Um, the first time I had Mitch on, we talked about Jonathan Davis and uh, Matt Thomas, uh, basketball players from the area that are playing. Now, there was no politics. Yeah, it was very little. He, he did have a couple of maybe – Maybe four or five minutes. He talked about the mayor stuff, and and I I appreciated what he had to say. I think it was it was well thought out. But we buried it. We buried the lead there for anyone that wants. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm, hope, I'm hoping he comes on tomorrow. And then me and Tregoski, and and if you want to call him, we can we can really give it to him. Okay, we'll drill Mitch Day then. Cause yeah. know, Mitch ain't that bad after all. No, drill Mitch Friday. That's what we'll do tomorrow. Drill. I can see it now. Drill Mitch Friday. Yeah, and I asked Mitch about my snowblower, and he gave me some uh, tips, and then my mom came and got my snowblower. So now I have a big old, probably a 1980s Bush snowblower, just to let you know. Oh, you got a good mother. I know, right? She drives all this way. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Number three is listening to too much radio during the day and and how callers address uh, Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity, apparently. Um, I do not care. (laughs) If you address me like that, you do not. You can call me whatever you want, and some people do do that, and that's fine. Um, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Me and me and Gary Podesky are, are, uh, are, have just discovered on the text line that we have something in common. Both our dads were in the Navy. That's kind of funny. Um, Zebulon Kemp talking about his, his days in the Navy, spent 11 years there. And definitely, if you're a, a, a candidate running for office and you were in the armed forces, you definitely want to add that to every answer, right? And I'm not, I'm not ripping on Zebulon Kemp for that at all. I'm, I'm definitely, oh, the parking issue. Yeah, the, the parking issue downtown is, is really just messed up. Not even just downtown. In the city of La Crosse, it's really, I'm doing Zeb right now. It's really messed up in, the, in this whole town. We really got to fix it. When I was on an aircraft carrier and I was in charge of, all the jets coming in and off the, the, the flight deck. I had, I was in charge of the jets parking and I needed to know where all the jets needed to be parked. And I have so much experience in parking that I can solve the parking issue in lacrosse with like the snap of my fingers because of my 11 years of experience on an aircraft carrier and parking jets. <laughs> that, that's how I would do it. I don't know. I think maybe I'm, I'm embellishing what actually uh, Kemp was doing on an aircraft carrier, but you know, it would be a funny answer 
if he gave it like that. But uh, yeah, definitely you have to work in. You have to work in that any time that hey, I I experienced this issue in the Navy, and this is it helped me in dealing with what I would do as mayor in the city, and this is what I experienced, and this is how I would deal with this issue. So, um, but again, my my stance on parking, and nobody's really come out with this. And and Podesky's listening, so maybe he'll text me and say this is. A, and nobody says this is a just a boneheaded idea. I think Rob Abraham, the assistant police chief, wants to do that, but he just lets me mouth off about parking. But just just no, we don't charge for parking anywhere. We just no nothing in the ramps, nothing downtown. We're not charging a dollar an hour by the hospitals and by the universities. We're not making people sit for two hours in, you know, in, in some residential areas either or downtown. Right. I think it's two hours. And I, you know what? I probably snuck through a couple of three, four hour days. The, I, I think the police maybe are taking it easy on on giving a lot of people parking tickets in certain areas. Uh, they might be like, oh, yeah, these people are all workers downtown and uh Probably probably don't want to give him a ticket. I don't know. I, maybe I'll have a ticket on my window when I get outside. I don't. I don't think I was down here two hours though. So, but yeah, my my idea for parking is just get rid of it all. Um, sell the parking jeeps. We could do that. I guess we probably need one to patrol, like like uh, just in case somebody has a basic parking issue, like somebody's up on the curb or something like that. Um, but we only need one. They can just they can just cruise through the city and then they can take the phone calls. Obviously, I have no idea what I'm talking about because I don't know. Maybe the police get 7,000 phone calls on parking a day. Hey, this guy's parked on the curb. Hey, this guy is parked the wrong way. Uh, this person has been, you know, parked in front of my house for six months. <laughs> get this car out of here. Uh, but, yeah, I just, I wanted to, I wanted to be a free-for-all, free-for-all parking. Uh, like Mad Max or something like that. I don't know. I mean, they don't have any parking issues. I mean, the, the, it was the apocalypse, but. Um, all right, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. I know that he's listening, so uh, he's going to hear me do this, but butcher his name. But Greg Solarius, uh, he's a he's another mayor, mayoral candidate. He texted in and he says, you sound like me now with my uh, free-for-all parking idea. No charging for parking anywhere in the city. You'd still get tickets if you did something, but there's no limit to what you could do. And I guess we would have to figure out a, an alternative, an alternative to alternate side parking uh, when it snows, like today, right? Like, what would we do during this day? I know in the past the city tried the 24-hour thing, uh, which always seemed a little bit confusing because for 24 hours you couldn't park on the street. And I feel like some people don't have an alternative then to parking, but maybe not. Um, I did look this up to you just just to give you a kind of idea of what. Uh, this, the, the police put this out, the police parking utility, as they've taken over the, the parking utility that used to just be through the city, I guess. Um, but uh, parking fines in 2019 were $907,000, almost nine hundred eight. dollars uh, 2020, they were significantly less. They were $642,600. So, you know, in two years, there's about $1.5 million there in parking fines. So if I'm getting rid of two hour parking and parking in the ramps and um you know paying for parking that way the fines the fines are going away so there's a million and a half out of two in the last two years and probably more like two million if it's a regular year so now i've got to make up two million in the budget because of my parking idea 
Um, maybe not the budget, right? The, uh, Gary did Gary did just text me this. Here we go. Let's go back. Parking utility money comes from tickets, not budget. So there's parking utility money. So what are, whatever that means. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and then uh, revenue from uh, the parking ramps, permit fees was $677,000 two years ago and 747000 So it was more last year. Um, so, you know, three quarters of a million dollars the last two years. Uh, and then pay station and app fees for parking were about three, four, about 45, 450,000. So like a half million dollars and um, another million. So that's like three, that's like $4 million over the last two years. Is that right? That seems like a lot. Um, so yeah, I just, I just lost the city $4 million with my parking idea. But y'all aren't paying fines. So I saved everybody who's getting parking tickets money, just costing the city. So uh, then, then I got to balance that, right? Then I got to, I got to cut something else. So like Zebulon Kemp said earlier in the show, we just, we don't have uh, upgrade on, on certain lights <laughs> or something like that. We don't do the roundabouts. We don't do the the stupid traffic circles on King Street. I mean, I, maybe maybe the uh, canoe kayak building uh, in Pettibone Park. We don't get that. Which is a cool building, but I think it costs like one hundred fifty, one hundred seventy thousand um, dollars, which is what my house costs. So, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Libertarian guy says those circles in the middle of the intersection are bizarre. What a dumb thing to do! And I try to explain that the the ones on King Street are just trying to get you as a driver in a car to get off that road and go drive your car down a different road, and then it could be more of a bike friendly road. So why not just make it completely a bicycle path then? I don't know. Um, but I guess people need to park their cars in front of their houses. You wouldn't get a ticket, though, under my system. Um, let's see. Who else texted in? I know that I got a middle-of-the-day text, but I'm not really sure. It's just a, a 5 p.m. text. No, it won't. <laughs> there's no – There's no. nobody texted that person ever. Nobody's ever – well, in in nine months, we haven't texted this person. But in the middle of the day, no, it won't at 5 p.m., so I don't know if he's uh, talking about something Hannity said there or what. Um, and then, yeah, so I always appreciate the middle of the day text because I got to figure out kind of what you're talking about. What could have been going on, you know, like 3.30? Oh, I did the news at 3.30. So what did I read in the news that this person felt the the need to text in? I appreciate it, though. Like, totally, during the day, you hear something on the radio. You might have to give some context, though, if you're texting in 608 um, just give some context if you're middle of the day texting. Uh, even if it's, you don't even have to be listening to the radio. You could be mad about something that you saw in the city and be like, hey, I saw this going on. What the heck? I was driving down King Street and I noticed those traffic circles. They're really annoying. You're right. Um, let's see. Tomorrow, like I said, UW Lacrosse political science professor, Dr. Anthony Tregoski will come on with us. How did you like how he, how he moderated our debates? I thought he did an awesome job. Um, you know, he, he clearly was listening to the answers better than I was, uh, because he had some good follow-up questions for some of the candidates as we, you know, we asked, we asked a pair of candidates a question they got a minute to answer. And then we got a rebuttal from the other three candidates when we split it up. Um, if you want to listen to those debates, just go to wisdomnews.com and I'm going to say, go click the mayor tab and there's a little paragraph in there and you'll see a link wisdomnews.com slash debates and if you click on that the two debates that we had were in there right we got 12 days before this primary and 
brought the city clerk on the other day, and she said 17% turnout for the last time we had 11 candidates running for mayor. 17% of the city decided who the finalists were going to be for mayor, and that's how we got Cabot. Ugh, unbelievable. So get out and vote. Uh, absentee ballots, they're, they're, you can request them. You can go vote in person right now. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow, of course.